You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. What up, everybody? I'm your host, Al Mega. What it do, what it do. We got an awesome show lined up for you. That's right, yo. We got an awesome guest. This guy's been doing mad things, bro. Groundbreaking stuff. I mean, he's been a, a, a front man, a comic creator, and now a publisher. He's been all over doing crazy stuff, bro, within the community, man. Bless up to the one and only Gabriel Valentin. <laughs> What's up, brother? What's up, legend? How you doing, man? All right, brother. I hope the video is all right because you seem to be frozen, but I hear you, I- so it's all good. <laughs> you hear me? Okay. So I hear you. That's what matters, bro. It ain't even worried, okay. bro. <laughs> so how are we doing today, brother? Dude, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing really good. Just we're getting ready to send all the pledges out to the people who who showed up for our campaign, this last campaign for Digital Lizards of Doom, Level 2, the sequel to uh, Level 1, first book in the Digital Lizards of Doom series. So we had a lot of people show up this last month to donate and support. So, yeah, just the last couple of days have just been me making sure I get uh, all the right information from people so I can I can send them their pledges. We did a uh, the book itself. We did reprints of book one for people who didn't get a chance to read it. We have an orchestral album coming out. It's a full-blown soundtrack. So oh, really? there's a couple of people who got that. And so we got some prints and some posters and some toys. So, um, yeah, man, I've just been busy trying to make sure I get everyone's stuff to them on time and, and do my job. So You're being all humble here, man. But, you know, tell folks, how much were you looking for on the Kickstarter? Originally, I was going to ask for 10, and then we went to 20, and then we ended up getting uh, 22. Woo, so look at uh, that. Yeah. That's right, kiddo. So, so we had to make sure everyone got paid, and I tried to hire the best artists that I can find, and those guys deserve all the respect and all the money. So I, I tried to I tried to make sure those guys get hooked up because as as an artist myself who I've you know had a lot of crummy deals and I know what it's like oh, to put your man. heart and soul into something and and you just kind of get you know shafted at the end. So for me, I really <laughs> want to make sure that my artists and stuff and everyone's like happy and they get taken care of and those I hope that those checks are bigger than they originally thought. So that's that's my goal here. Fantastic, man! Because I know you're doing big things with Dizzy doing this new thing. You know, you know, shout out to Melissa for sending that out on over and saying like, "Yo, look what homie's the doing." Best. Yeah, yeah, Melissa, yo, shout out, shout out, brother. Don't hide PR, yo. If, you, if you're a comic book person and you need a publicist, I think right there, that, that, that's the best. Those people are the best right there, yo. Shout out for real. You know, let's go back a little bit and, and your whole journey, man. Is like, where does your geekdom come from, bro? Because you're like, I, I, I'm a proud geek. So where does that pride come from? How did it, how did it even start? Yeah, dude. I mean, I grew up kind of in a rural area, um, kind of off the beaten path. And I didn't have a lot of things growing up that a lot of kids had access to. So I kind of had to make my own worlds. You know, I kind of had to make my own adventures. And, you know, my, my parents, bless them, but they, they just weren't into a lot of pop culture type stuff. So and they weren't they, they had no interest in, in getting into it at all. So, you know, I would see a comic book at the store. And I'd want to, I'd want it and I'd be like, Hey, let's buy that. And yeah. they'd be like, no, you don't need that. So I would come <laughs> home and I would just like have that image in my head. And and so because I couldn't get the book, you know, I was a little kid, so I, yeah. I couldn't get the comic books. I would come up with my own stories. 
I, you know, I would just like lay there in bed and think about like, oh, you know, I saw, I saw Superman or, you know, I saw uh, Batman and I would just come up with my own stories. And eventually as I got older and I would save up lunch money and I would like, you know, I'd save up a couple of weeks and I'd go and buy a trade paperback instead of a single issue because I knew that I probably wasn't going to be able to get to a shop again for a long time. So I wanted to, I really wanted to get capitalize on the story. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. I got into DC Comics at a super young age and just fell in love with Superman and Batman and a lot of the Hanna-Barbera stuff they were doing. I just fell in love with it. And so I knew I wanted to be an artist, uh, like a writer or uh, an illustrator, but I very quickly realized that was not my skill set and I had to, <laughs> I had to move on. And so, but I, I could write, you know, I, okay. I felt like, I felt like I was conf- a confident writer. And I, you know, I was, I was always making my family laugh, you know, whenever we had family get togethers, I would, I would tell stories for the whole family and okay. you know, silly stories, sad stories, scary stories. So that just kind of became a thing. And then I got into music and when I was a teenager and what was the jam? Really, what was the jam? Oh man, probably the trooper by Iron Maiden Oh wow! or, okay. or the misfits too, man. The misfits, like I, I just loved the misfits, uh, like hybrid moments Halloween, just like, and it was funny too, right? So music, I was never, I was never that angry of a person. Like I I never have been. And, and like, I love, I loved punk rock. Like I love the passion of it, but I was never pissed off enough. You know, I had like, I didn't have the greatest life, but I didn't have the worst life. And so I was just kind of like, I can sing about dragons and stuff. Like I can be pissed off about (laughs) like, I can, I can be pissed off about you know, dating this girl. And then she lied to me about that. She was actually a goddess and she has to return to a world far away and we can't even get down, you know? So I can sing about that. That makes me pissed off. So like all of my punk rock songs and my metal songs were all very fantasy based and I just got into it. And, you know, eventually bands came and went and we did pretty well. We were on tour for a long time and, and uh, I just kind of, kept going back to writing you know I was, I was focusing on writing music and songs and then one day i was like you know i have this idea for a story and you know like what if this ancient pineapple demon trapped a whole bunch of people <laughs> in a universe and he turned it into a video game and and i just had this idea for years and years and i kept trying to write songs about it and then eventually i just said no i'm, I'm gonna do it and i was like a i was a bus driver at the time i was i was like early 20s and driving yeah. buses and and I, uh, I just decided to quit my job and and start writing di- Digital Legends of Doom full time, and you I made just a band quit. for it. You quit? Yeah, I just quit. Yeah. Wow, that's ballsy, bro. That's ballsy. <laughs> Kudos to you, bro. Thanks, man. It's sometimes I'm like, man, I was, you know, there's some days. Some days are better than other days. We'll, we'll, we got yeah, Stuart so. asking, what is the name of the band you were in, and where can I get it? Because he oh, was a big um, fan of the Ramones, he says, too. So, <laughs> Oh, cool. So right now, it's just Digital Lizards of Doom. Just type in Digital Lizards of Doom. We have punk, metal. It's on Spotify, Apple Music. And thank you so much, dude, brother. Uh, yeah, hit me up on... Uh, Hit me up on Instagram, man. I'll, I'll send you whatever you want to. I'll send you some oh, stuff too. Oh, too. There yeah. you go. And, and, and then you go. That's how you do it, young fella. <laughs> <laughs> he's not old himself. Look, he's talking like an old man. Come on now. What a legend, dude. Thank <laughs> you, Stu. You rule, bro. All right. So yeah, hit me up on Dizzy Doom Media, and I'll send you some stuff, man. Send me your email. So. There you go. That that's love, man. Look at showing love to the fans, bro. What an <laughs> awesome homie right here. Yeah, bro. So yeah, you know, you, you're talking about the book a bit, the Dizzy, right? I mean, the Digital Lizard yeah. book and, and that art. Let me do a screen share of some stuff that I had on com- have on Comic Crusaders rather than I had. All right, have. So I mean, look at this look of it. I mean, it's pretty cool stuff, bro. What is this? Thank I mean, you, man. 
How did you come up with all this? Again, <laughs> I, I've never been a card gamer. So, again, you, you, you're, like, introducing me. I have my friend, the random dude, Josh, when UCPM partner in that, that, you know, nice. wants to teach me, you know, gaming. So I'm looking at this. Okay, it, you make it look fun here, though, in the comic. So, you dude, know, so you, how man. well versed are you in gaming, first of all? What is your game? And then why choose that type of narrative for the book? So it was, I, I, it was a really cool idea and I don't regret anything, but it was like, I didn't realize how hard it was going to be. Like, so for example, the whole world, right? So this, this is an eight book series. We're on book two right now. Okay. And Pineapple Pete, who is this ancient pineapple demon. Are you a fan of pineapples though? I got to ask, bro. I, I mean, oh, do you love you know pineapples that I had to be a pineapple? <laughs> I do. I do like them. I, I, I mean, <laughs> I eat them often, but I wouldn't say I love them. It's just okay. kind of funny. It's just kind of a thing that happened. And I just like, I was thinking of like cool, cool fruits, you know, like cool. Cause that's yeah. kind of pineapple Pete's thing. He's like, he's cool and, and attractive and like, in like a cute kind of way, but oh, okay, he just it. does the most evil <laughs> stuff you can possibly like. People have no idea how he's evil a rotten he pineapple. Like, he's a rotten pineapple dude. Like it's going to be so messed up. Like people have, it's still going to be, it's kid friendly, but it's going to be crazy, man. Like people have no idea. Like my, my niece, she just finished book two. I let her read the, I let her read it early. And she was just like, pineapple Pete was my favorite character. He's so cute, but oh my God, he is so terrible. Like he's the worst <laughs> thing. Ever. I'm like, that's the point. He's so, he's so adorable. And, uh-huh. but you, he's just terrible. So, so yeah, the whole, we did the original comic book format when i first wrote the book we were doing it the original comic book format but so much of the story because i really wanted the audience to feel like they were going on a journey with the characters like they they are there themselves and that it's that's a good scene to pull up actually like the whole tablet thing like i want to make i want to make people feel like they are they're sitting right next to pineapple pete as he's playing this video game as these characters are becoming aware as they're becoming sentient as they're starting to think about like are we in a simulation like what's going on and so and the best way to do that like we've laid it out in a traditional graphic novel comic book way but i wasn't getting the fourth wall breakage that i really wanted you know i wasn't getting that you know when when a character would speak like when pineapple would speak and address the audience it wasn't coming through as impactful as it was with this text message format and i didn't want to do the text message format originally because it was it's a it's very expensive and it's incredibly it basically doubles the price of the book instead of just doing the traditional format wow. because with the text messages part of the thing we had to nail was that for every sentence a character says, we wanted them to have a different facial expression. Uh. So we're basically <laughs> we're basically drawing every character, or the, the the artists are drawing every character. I think there's 25 different emoticons for every character. Oh, so, wow. So every time you see characters say something on a different page, it's a different facial expression. So you know exactly what their face looked like when they were saying it. And I really wanted that personality to come through <laughs> with the book. I. I, it was really important to me because there's so much fourth wall breaking and the reader themselves actually plays a part in the story. It's very, it's very involuntarily like you, you'll just read the book and just by you reading it, Pineapple Pete knows you're reading it. 
So, gotcha. and, and the characters start to realize that you're reading it and that oh, actually okay. affects what happens in the story. So it's a never really ending wanted... story business, right? Here. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, dude. And I love those. I love those old, like those, those classic movies with like, cause I grew up on that stuff. You know, I, that was like before my time, but I oh, gee. That... making me feel old before my time. <laughs> no, not at all, bro. You had it good, man. Like that, that's my point is like, you know, because I grew up on Neverending Story and Star Wars and, and like, well, I guess Star Wars is still, you know, happening, but Scroll and uh, you know, Legend, Magic right? and Willow, you know, like these are the movies that really Great influenced stuff. me. And I just wasn't getting that from the content that was made for, for my generation and me at the time, you know, like, so like I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I love Powerpuff Girls. I loved Samurai Jack, but I liked the weird stuff. I liked the stuff that just took your mind and and took you to a different place. And I want to do that. I want to do that with, with readers. And I just really appreciate when creators do that. Cause that's what I want. You know, like, of I, course. I've read the girl falls in love with the guy or the guy falls in love with the girl, or I've read that a million times and nothing against DC. I love DC. I got, I got freaking like Superman here, but, <laughs> but like, you know, I've read these stories nice. so many times and it's like, I want to see something new. I want to see something different. I want to, I want to go to new planets. I want to go to new galaxies. I want to experience new characters. And, um, so that's what I'm trying to do with the D-Lod universe. Beautiful. Because over here, you got Stu going nuts, you know, first he, he loves the art. He wants to play oh, the that's game. Awesome, man. He wants to play the game. He grew up on all that <laughs> same stuff. So you guys are the same generation. And he uh, says, please don't forget The Last Starfighter. <laughs> that's true. The Last Starfighter is amazing. Wait, wait. I always get that one confused. That's the one where he plays the game, right? And he, he thinks it's just an arcade game, but it turns out it's like a test. So he can. So, and then the aliens come to Earth. And they're like, you beat the game, like no one's ever beat it, and that, that and then they like take him so he can go and, I believe and fight. So. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's that one, right? I believe it is that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I old, old school eighty stuff, like, man. <laughs> I was, I always get that one confused with travelers or journeyers or I, I forget. There's like another. I think Stu about. will know what you're talking about because he's a he's a sci-fi buff. And I mean, both. Nice. So, bro, okay, so you're talking. You, I love how you segue things. You, you're a very smart man. I love you over here, but it's smooth because <laughs> you're you like, too, you're talking about all this, you know, extended universe. Yeah, you, you're absolutely right, man, because you did something new here, too, with Dizzy <laughs> Doom Media and talk about the extended universe, bro. I mean, <laughs> this is fantastic. A whole new publisher, all about storytelling. Dizzy Doom, it's a creative thing. Why this way? You know, I, I love it. Look right there, folks. Highlighted in blue. Made for <laughs> artists by artists, kiddo. So where's that, that model right. come from, man? Where's that inspiration? And how do you want to help creators within Dizzy Doom? Yeah, man. I, uh, you know, there's a part of me that wants to say I've been very fortunate to have these terrible experiences because I've learned a lot from them. But there's also a part of me that's very angry about those experiences because I've been I've been screwed over a lot, man. And, and I've, I mean, I know everybody has, but when you uh, say screwed over a lot, you mean contract wise or, or, or character yeah, like, stealing? I mean, like, I mean, don't name names, but, uh, you know, like yeah, what type yeah. of shady shit you went through, you know, in music and in comics, uh, you know, I've worked with different studios, companies. I worked in L.A. for a while. I was writing podcasts and stuff for different companies. And yeah, just, you know, always, always being on the verge of something great. And, and a lot of people promising you a lot of stuff 
and in return you're giving them a lot of stuff and so yeah it's been hard and i've just kind of taken what i've learned over the past years and turned it into dizzy do media where fair contracts i can make money the artist can make money the artists are actually making the majority of the money i'm taking very little i'm giving the artist not just what they need to succeed, but I'm also giving them the information. A lot of the times when you sign, I've, I've experienced this multiple times with studios, record labels, publishing companies. A lot of the times they try to, like, you might have some contacts, right? Of course. This has happened to me almost every single time. You might have some contacts and you have, you have a friend who's a writer, a really good writer, a friend who's a really good artist. And you try to bring them in because you're trying to take care of your homies. Of what course. these studios do is they, they detach you from all of your contacts. They make you completely mm. 100% reliant on them. It's a tactic I've seen, I, I think, at least six or seven times now. It's really? crazy. now I, see it com- I see it coming every time. And I'm like, it's like these guys read the same book, man. It's crazy. <laughs> so like, instead of you... Getting to do your get your friends to, the book of scheming artwork the book of scheming man instead of your friends instead of you being able to bring your friends in instead of your you being able to bring you know your favorite artist your illustrator whatever it is they'll be like no we have a guy for you we have a guy for you we have a guy for you of course we're gonna do this we're gonna do this we're gonna do this we're gonna don't use that marketing company use this marketing company don't use um, this PR person use this PR person and then what happens is you do because you know bright lights big city and then. And then if your book doesn't sell or they don't like you for some reason or they have an idea that you don't want to do, you are effed because all of your contacts that you've you've had now for a year or however long it's been are them. You've discon- they've disconnected you. So you are solely dependent on them for everything. You can't go wow. anywhere. You can't do anything. You want to leave, they can just badmouth you and you're, you're effed. So I have somehow survived this so many times. So my goal is to not only give the creators the accessibility to these things, but also tell them how it works and tell them what to, how to look out for these deals and how to look out for these things. Because, you know, I, I see Dizzy Do Media as a stepping stone for a lot of artists. You know, like they can they can come on Dizzy Do Media. They can put out their book. They can see how it how it works. If they want to stay with me. That's so rad. That's cool. But if they want to move on to like bigger and better things, that's cool too. So, but I just want to make sure they have the information, at least the information that I've, that I've learned and I can, and these, these companies keep it locked up, man. Like they keep it in a little treasure box and they don't want you to know how booking works. They don't want you to know how management works. They don't want you to know how PR works and it's super, it's super bizarre. Yeah. They want to keep you stupid to the process. So that way they could, you know, you know, make you that workhorse, you know, while they benefit financially the most and give you the pennies for your hard work. Again, you know, that's why I always say people, you know, don't beg to join the club, but make your own. And you definitely on your way. You made your own. And let's help creators. So when a creator signs up with you, the the product does remain creator owned, correct? Yep, it does. It remains creator owned. They can take it with them. I'm going to be making my own books like we have uh, we have a spinoff series of almost every character in the works right now. So I have I have three spinoff series of Digital Legends of Doom separate from the main one through eight books that we have coming out. So, so I'm good. I'm going to be, I'm going to be fulfilling my creative brain tenfold, but in that, in that process, I want to, I want to help other people. So like Odin's son, uh, since it's on the screen right now, these guys are awesome. Uh, they're from New Jersey and, uh, and Joycey. <laughs> the Joycey. and they're, uh, they're putting out this book and we're, we're just doing a simple contract. Cause it sounds like they've had some, some troubles in, in the yeah. past too with, with other people. So oh. I just made it super easy for him. I was like, dude, I, I, I get you guys. 
all good. I want to show you what I got for you. So come on board. Let's do the first book. I'm not going to make you guys sign like a multiple book deal. I just want to get your book out there. I want you guys to get exposure. You made an amazing book. And I'll get you guys a little bit of cash and some money. And then, and then if you guys like what you see and you want to, you want to stay and it's comfortable, cool. If you guys, if you guys get a bigger offer and they're promising you more money and more exposure, like, please, please, please go and take it. And that way you guys are only locked into a one book contract. And I just want people to be happy, man. Like I want, there's too many, I don't understand how like you can make millions and millions of dollars off of a book and then pay the people who actually made the book a thousand bucks like it just blows <laughs> right like every there's plenty right? of money for everybody it, it makes no sense to me so again this is why you know creators need to get smarter in the contracts they sign you know what i mean and make sure that you know whatever contribution they made they could benefit even you know royalty deals seem to be very nice apparently you know especially oh, yeah. the character hit so you know get into some shit like that when you like hey, okay guys you don't want to pay me up front but let me take a royalty let me get signed you know, yeah. just in case. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you very know, simple. I was just reading about how um, Sir Alec Guinness, when he did the first Star Wars movie, he made sure and got a royalty cut on the merchandise. And he was oh, like, I wanna, I nice. Wanna, I want a piece of the merchandise. And he was talking to George Lucas. And George Lucas is like, we don't have any. We're not going to have any merchandise. And he goes, you will. He's like, my agent is telling me, <laughs> my agent's telling me you guys are going to have merchandise. And nobody wanted the merchandise rights. Like, yeah. uh, Fox, in the beginning, actually, if you believe it. Yeah. yeah. Fox actually, like, when he was negotiating his contract deal, Fox, he, like, he went to Fox first and said, hey, can you get me in touch with a toy company? Like, all these people are telling me I should make toys out of this and we can use it to help fund the next movie. And Fox was like, yeah, dude, we don't care about your toys. Like, <laughs> this, this movie's going to bomb anyways. So, like, you like, go Good ahead. luck, guy. <laughs> yeah, you keep, you keep your royalties, bro. We don't care. <laughs> wow. Insane, insane. And then, you know, Stu, I don't know if you agree with that. He goes, everybody needs to follow the Chance the Rapper model. Do you understand what he means by that? I don't know. I know Chance the Rapper, but I don't know the model. But, uh, but that's, I'll have to look that up. That sounds, that sounds super interesting. Yeah, yeah, now, uh, Stu, man, while we're here, you got to educate, but in the interim, so right now, so for Dizzy Doom, you're coming out within the Odinson, Digital Lizards of Doom, Volume 2, is, is that out through Dizzy Doom? Yeah, that's out through Dizzy Doom, and so so will Dizzy Doom Level level 1. We actually okay. got, I got all my rights and royalties back from from book 1. Excellent. That was a, that was a mission. Oh, That's something I really can't talk about, but okay. but I did it, and so um, Ooh, I was about to yeah, ask. You stopped me dead on my chest. <laughs> I took a deep breath about to ask something, but awesome. I'll leave it alone, brother. But, but good for we you. Can bro. Talk it off the air, but okay, yeah, awesome. It's, uh, it's a whole thing, but but yeah. So that's kind of come back out. I'm doing level one is actually going to be a slightly different version storyline. Nothing changes. It's the same story. There's just a few things that were cut out of the original version, and uh, some of the art artwork choices that yeah. i wanted to have that were that were out of the first the original version so I oh just put so we can director's cut kiddo <laughs> <laughs> yeah director's cut for Beautiful. sure it's it's not like a huge departure but just a couple things i wanted back in and hey, it's listen, gonna make that the, makes a director's cut you put two seconds of new shit it's, it's, a, it's, it's a whole new movie apparently you know so <laughs> that's true man yeah it just it makes the rest of the series i mean there's there are some pretty big things that were taken out of book one and like I was going to mention them later, but the editors were just like, oh, we don't really need to talk about this or whatever. So for me, I'm like, well, I'm going to put them back in there because they're thing like book eight. So not a lot of people don't know this, but all the books are already written. Oh, really? Book one through eight are already written. Yeah, I wrote 
I wrote this story a while ago. And so I like the literally the last thing that is said in book eight is written right now. Like (laughs) the whole the last four sentences are a thing and um, how everything wraps up. And so there's things that were that are mentioned. There's a lot of clues in book one and book two that basically hint as to what the ending of the entire series Uh, is going to be. So and those those things were were changed. And and so I just kind of put them back in there. So uh, but I'm really excited. Cool. cool. And then book three. Uh huh. Book three should will be hitting Kickstarter, I think, uh, early next year with book three. So awesome. All right. Cause we de- what I want to do, uh, I went to YouTube. I see you have a little intro video. Uh, I want to share that with our fan base so that yeah. way they get a little bit more understanding. But before we do that, good old Stu, huh? Chance the Rapper won't sign with a record label because they were trying to change his sound and give him a bum deal. So he stayed unsigned and they put his music out there on his own without a label. So that's, that's the awesome. chance. Just, just did it. Like, you know what? I don't need you guys. <laughs> that's so sick. And then he what started on Bandcamp. And then that piff, and now he's on iTunes and Spotify, all on his wow. own. That, you know? that is that is a good model, man. That is a good model. Yeah, man, that's what the creative legend. model. You don't need nobody, bro. So, you know, let, let me do a screen share and share this awesome. You want to learn about the awesomeness of Digital Lizards of Doom, kiddos? We're going to get it done. Yeah, everybody hates the automatic, and I wait for it now because I was so spoiled. Guys, you suck. My friends that use this. They can't handle automatic stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's my homeworld of Craglodon where I grew up. And there's me and my bestie Klugus. She's always giving me crap about something. Oh, hey. Welcome, new homies. <laughs> my name is Dizzy Doom, and I'm one of the heroes. Nah, the best hero of the Digital Lizards Doom universe. I guess I'm supposed to give you a tour of the D-Lod world, huh? Creator and writer Mr. Gay Man, dude, has built this beautiful love letter Saturday morning cartoons, video games, and science fiction movies. Ernie Nahara brings me and my crew to life with his mighty pencil and inking skills. And Margot Pro Dawn makes us look like cool cat city slicker butt kickers. Speaking of cats, here's my pirate friend, Fat Cat Rogers. Yeah, he's a cyborg cat pirate. Kind of tight. Okay, let me tell you more about what makes Digital Lizards of Doom so rad. For one, the entire adventure takes place in a fictional world that exists in a virtual tablet where the reader gets to experience the story from the point of view of the characters and their communication in a text-to-text format, complete with their own emoticons, so every emotion is clear and precise. Nextly, the entire world is built and set up like an adventure RPG, a place that feels ever-evolving yet linear in its storytelling with purpose, attention to detail, and a strong focus on character growth. Even next layer, each book will play out like an adventure game where the focus remains on the title character of the book. For example, book one or level one being Dizzy Doom, me, level two being another character, and so on and so on. The story will proceed as it's read, but each main character will have their moment to shine. And lastly, Digital Legends of Doom has its own band. The band brings a Saturday morning style adventure into venues all over the world, where attendees can battle for justice with myself, Dizzy Doom, or join the evil robot commander Echo. Each month, the band produces new content that brings a whole new level of storytelling, never before witnessed in any physical or metaphysical books. Enjoy this epic fantasy adventure for the laughs and the thrills, or dig deeper to uncover the mysteries that will either spell out victory or certain doom. All right, well, I'm going to go get back to eating pineapples and saving the universe. See you around, homies. 
I love it, bro. I love it. That looks so dope. And you have a big fan now. He's like, so dope. Just, yeah. <laughs> I, I totally agree. It looks great. It looks fun, bro. You're definitely doing something that's really creative and different for the fans, especially in comics. And I saw you, you know, thrashing right there, doing your thing, singing. So what's popping, bro? Uh, are, are you guys going to tour anywhere this year? Because I know COVID probably slowed the hell out of all of this down, you know, and, and that yeah. wise. But are we going to get anything? Are we going to see you perform anywhere? You and the, and the band was popping. First off, I want to shout out Stu because he's just freaking crushing, crushing it, dude. He's making making me feel like a rock star right now. So thank you so much, dude. <laughs> and and uh, Stu, by the way, that's that's no joke. That's not that's not just for the camera. Hit me up on Dizzy Doom Media if you got an Instagram, bro. Like I want to take care of you, man. Just hit me up, send me a message. I'll, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna send you some sick stuff, dude. So as far as music goes, so. I can't announce what we're going to be doing just yet, uh, tour wise, uh, but we are. But we got something. something. We have something. We're scaling back a little bit, so we're playing. We're playing a couple festivals, but I I can't announce festivals yet because they haven't been announced. But we are playing a couple festivals, and but basically, we're going to be trying to make the live events a little bit more of an event. Uh, instead of like playing shows and going on these longer tours, like, uh, you know, I used to go on month to two month tours and we'd play like 30 something dates and it was just, it was so much work and, and, um, and I love it. But right now, because, because I've taken on Dizzy Doom Media, I really want to stay focused on the publishing company and making sure that I'm doing my job as the owner to make sure that the artists and, and the creators have a good platform to launch from and, and they have the information they need and, and that they can, they can, you know, contact me when they need me. So that's definitely scaling back the music, but on a positive note, we have two albums coming out this year. Wepa. One is, uh, yeah, before the end of the year, it's crazy, man. So one is an orchestral album. Orchestral. Uh, Check that out. Holy shit. We have 20, <laughs> it's 21 tracks. It's our entire discography that was uh, re-recorded in Brazil by a 102 piece orchestra. So wow, really? <laughs> it's what a hundred and so conyo, bro, really? <laughs> wow, bro, yo, 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 wow, yo, I love it, bro. I, I, I like if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it big, kiddo. So, I love it. so are you still on YouTube? Yeah, I well, of course I'm on YouTube. You're on YouTube. Type in. Um, it should. I think it's like the second or third. It should say. Um, I think it says. Shaka Broad Dude Orchestral Version. Shaka Broad Dude. And if you want to give people a little taste, this is what they can expect from okay, from the uh, orchestral version. So it's um, then this disappeared on me. You know the fun. You know the fun stuff of technology, right? Oh yeah, man. It's always a good time. It's always a good time. Okay, so you said how do you spell Shaka? Like Shaka? Yeah, like S H A K A. Uh huh. And then Bra B R A. H dude and then orchestral version and it, it should have just come out i think like less than a month ago but it's on our youtube channel uh, and it's a little animated uh, oh, it's a I little see. animated short film i think it's like two minutes long let's check this out oh yeah let's yeah. do it man it just wants to start this video doesn't want to listen it's a bad stop being naughty video <laughs> it just wants to play like effort let me let me show my shit off yeah hold on <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's check this out. Let's see. Screen. <laughs> hey, they give us a taste. Oh, 
Epic. Epic. <laughs> Wow. Wow. I feel like I could take on the world now. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Stand up and rise, rise. Oh. <laughs> this is fire. <laughs> fire, fire. Coño, mijo, that is fire. Dude, especially you, me, me wearing these headphones right now, it was just <laughs> intense in my head. I saw myself soldiering on and rising. I was like, yes, yes. Beautiful. Bro, Dude. man, I can't wait. So this is this is Thank only you. a taste of the orchestral, and then you got something yeah. else coming out. God, you're going to kill yeah, us. That, What's going on? We have, then that, there's 21 of those. On the orchestra, wow. there's 21 tracks, just all epic, just this beautiful, beautiful music. And then the, the next album that's coming out towards the end of the year, that is a 19-track album. And that's that's a musical I wrote called yeah. Pineapple Pete's Playlist of Power. So we're gonna have separate, <laughs> we're gonna have a graphic novel musical that that goes to that. It's gonna be pretty fun. Oh wow, so, really? Oh, I have a friend that's yeah. all about musicals. I'm pretty sure he would love to talk to you. I know Stu. That'd be cool. Part. Also, Stu takes part in in a, in a show that may also love you as a guest because they, it's, even though it's hip hop and music, it's still music. You feel me? You know? Oh yeah, yeah. And music is universal, bro. I think they will love. We to actually have a song. I'll have to send Stu a, a song. We did a song with Zachary Murdoch. Say word. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Zachary Murdoch is he's from Channel the Sun and and oh, um, Smokey Robotic. He's played like he he got really big off of a uh, he did a cover of I think Roar a Katy Perry song oh really uh, back when that came out and and he just kind of blew up and now he's with Channel of the Sun but one of the most amazing rappers I've ever met in my entire life and so he actually was he's on a D-Lod song called Adagio Slide so uh, you can check that out on on Spotify and so yeah I love this man you got some crazy energy yeah isn't he awesome folks I mean comics music I mean are we <laughs> and based on that video that we just saw I mean are we gonna get maybe one day a, a nice animated you know film short or, or, or live action film you know what's, what's happening in that mind of your senor <laughs> Valentin <laughs> I'm developing an animated show right now with a friend of mine Dallas McLaughlin Dallas McLaughlin he did Yo Gabba Gabba. He was a writer and producer for Yo Gabba Gabba oh, so and the Aquabats, the Aquabats Super Show. So him and I are writing and putting together a season one of an animated series right now. Oh, um, and cool. then we, we're going to, in the next month or so, we're going to start pitching it to studios. But nice. yeah, um, hopefully, Bless. man, I mean, that, that's a dream right there, man. That's a dream for me. <laughs> so. 
Bless, father. Look at you. Know, I, I love it, man. The inspiration. So you know, talk to people though. There is the last thing I want to leave people with. That fire of yours. I mean, uh, and, and before we even do that, hold on. So we got Paul Nolan said everything looks fantastic. Nice work. You got another fan over here, and, and he, you, he says that Pink Floyd type animated album. You kind of see <laughs> that in what you're doing. So uh, amazing. Look at that, bro. They're holding you up to the gods right there. You know, uh, of stuff. So. You're a monster, bro. Thank you, guys. Yeah, man. But talk Thank about, you guys. Let people know, though, what is it that keeps you fired up and how can how can they keep fired up as well and keep that passion alive and be such, you know, and keep forward thinking? You know, I mean, what what's how do you do it? And what do you suggest people do? Maybe even give them some advice. I feel like for me, especially for Digital Lizards of Doom, I feel like for me, I every one of these characters is a part of myself. And I don't mean that just because I wrote them or they came out of me. I mean, like pineapple Pete, even though he's evil, he's the part of my brain that wants to control everything. And he's mad that he can't, you know? And, and so these characters do, do what you love. And, and when you, when you get beat down and you're going to get beat down a lot, especially if you've had a life I've had, you're going to get beat down a lot. But just use that energy and put it back into your art. And easier said than done. I know that. You know, I've, I've had people tell me that and I've rolled my eyes. You know, I've, I've literally <laughs> had people tell me that exact thing and I've rolled my eyes. But no, that's what I do, man. Like Pineapple Pete, he wants to make his own universe. I want to make my own universe. You know, Diz- Dizzy Doom, he's the epitome. He's like the superhero. He wants to... He wants to save the universe. He wants to make, he wants to do everything good and make all the right decisions, but he struggles, you know, and that's what I want to do. And Dana gotcha. Deathly, you know, she's, she's cut off from the world. There's, she just doesn't want to trust anybody. You know, she's been burned so many times. She doesn't want to let anybody in. And that's how I feel. You know, I've been burned gotcha. so many times. I don't want to let people in, but you have to, <laughs> you, if you want to, if you want to succeed in life and you want to yep. have happiness, you have to continue to let people into your world and you have to continue to be honest and, and open yourself up and you're going to get hurt. And it's going to suck, but put that back into your art, put those, put those stories back into your work. And you know, these, the stories that I'm telling in digital legends of doom, they're real. I mean, like it's fantasy, it's space and fantasy, but the lessons are real. The things that these characters go through are real. These are real things that have happened that have influenced my life. So that's what keeps me fired up is just like when these things happen, I, I just put a little bit of a fantastic twist on it and I just put it back into the story and, and it's, it's made it's made for these adventures. So there that's how I go. keep going, man. There you go, man. And, and Stu is already saying pineapple peace sounds like my kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, He's cool, man. Yeah, there might man. be hope for him yet. We don't know. We'll have to wait till the end and see uh, what happens. I, so. I would think so, man. You know, every scumbag has that moment where they got to think about yeah. shit. You know, you know, hey, bro, you know, yeah, let, let's do it. So, Gabriel, you've been, uh, and I'm going to do it all the Latino way. Gabriel, or anything, you know, bro, I, I wrote in my R's, bro. I, I am Puerto Rican, you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. <laughs> So with that, I just want to say thank you again, bro. You're awesome. Keep up the the phenomenal and great energy you're exuding into the world. Thank you for for your being creative and actually creating something that's also going to help other creators in their journey. You know, uh, God's good, man, and and God blesses those that that, that help others. And I foresee a great future for you, bro. I can't wait to see more. I I hope that one day I could see you at a convention. I'm in Orlando, Florida. So I'm going to just ask right out, are you you ever going to hit Orlando? We are going to be hitting Orlando for sure. 
Oh, so, where? Oh, please yeah, let me will. know. Sure. Let me know, sure, bro. Man. Please, I want to sure. be there. I want to yeah. be moshing. I promise I won't get too violent. <laughs> if, if you put on some crazy stuff, I just want to have a good time. We'll do come... something. We'll do something special at your booth, man. We come and play a couple acoustic songs at a booth. Oh my god! On. Yeah. Well, this yeah. Uh, next month I'm gonna be at MegaCon, and I have a tape, uh, a booth with our good friends over at Geek Fest Film Fest. So if you love independent movies, check out Geek Fest Film Fest. Awesome stuff, you know. A, a friend of ours actually even has a film there, a fellow crusader called The Last Resort that you would love if you're into Westerns. It's really cool stuff. Made on actual film, not digital, if you believe that. That's how he does his <laughs> thing. He still rolls old school. <laughs> so, oh my God, yeah, let people know, where can they follow you? Cause I, I've been sharing the brand, but if they wanted to follow you as an individual, where are you most active? And if you want to share that um, with folks. I'm most active on Dizzy Doom Media uh, on Instagram. Period. Um, right so, <laughs> yeah, the very first one, boom, Dizzy Doom Media hit me up. I'm always on there posting stuff. And if you want to hear something, let me know. I, I love talking to people. There's no there's no rock star nonsense. I, I, I got rid of that. I got rid of those people and that whole all that energy a long time ago. So like, hit me up if you want to hear something that hasn't come out yet. Let's talk. You know, maybe I can I can send it to you. And I like hooking people up. You know, that's that's what makes the world go around. People have hooked me up, so I like to pay stuff forward. So um, I hear that, yeah. bro. That's how I live too, man. This is why I want to put in your ear when you talk to Stu. And he says, want to come on to Six Element of Hip Hop? I recommend you do, man. Good people over there. Great show. It's also live. It's all music. It's also comics. So it's a perfect fit for you. So check out our, our extended family over there. I'm for so real, down. Bro. All right. Super down, dude. Super down. Let's do it. Yeah, bro. Let's do it. And folks, with that, all right, again, please make sure to follow Gabe, man. He's the big homie right there. Again, you know, the website's right there. DLOD World. DLOD World. Where by Digital Lizards of Doom. <laughs> I love it, bro. And of course, with Dizzy, Doom Media, any creators. Oh, yeah, before we go, oh my God, how could I forget that one part? If any creators out there that have some material that maybe they want you to take a look at, where should they send it? I would say just uh, message me on Dizzy Doom Media. That's, that's really like, that's my hub. So, I mean, email's cool too. You can message me at gabe at dlodworld.com, but you're probably going to find me a lot faster at Dizzy Doom Media. So, there you go, folks. Um, so- yeah. So submit, so, yeah. submit, submit, folks, man. This is a great guy with great energy trying to bring some greatness into the world. Gabriel, thank you once again for your time today. Folks, thank you. Thank for you, brother. Man. A big shout out, yo, to uh, Big Studio and Paul and everybody else that was just lurking in the background, not talking, just in all of the awesomeness of Mr. Valentin. And there's definitely people that are going to be spreading the word, just like a Stu has said. So, again, thank you for your time. Folks, you know what the business is. Stay tuned for the outro so you know what to do, all right? Para la próxima. Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 